Welcome to Powered by Her. I'm Tiffany Anton from the Biz Foundry. Thank you for joining in. Make sure that you subscribe, like, share with your friends, tell everyone about the Powered by Her community. If you're interested in following along with what we're doing and, and being part of the community, you can go to poweredbyhercommunity.com. Today we have Elaine Boyd from BurgerFit is your present title, <laughs> but you have many titles along the way. You're kind of a serial entrepreneur. Yeah, we are. We have. We, we say that's our hobby. <laughs> I, I understand that when people ask me what a hobby my hobbies are, I'm like, uh, working. Does that count? Yeah, as long as we're enjoying it and having fun, then you know we keep doing what we do. Isn't that the definition of hobbies? Is like what do you want to do for fun? Exactly. So, um, so kind of take us a little bit of where what got you to Cookville. So you decided that Cookville is a great location to run businesses. Yeah, by default, we ended up here. We just, we found the Must See Cookville website. My husband flew out, um, said it's an hour from the airport's cute little town, found a house, FaceTimed me and we bought it and we moved here. We weren't gonna actually start a business here. We were gonna use it as our vacation home, but we did like it a lot and um, started, yeah, we opened a second location here, which was kind of what we also wanted to do for our, for our previous business. And at that time you were in California and yes. you had started a marketing business, a social media marketing yeah. um, business that, that um, did a lot of Facebook advertising. Yeah, a lot of Facebook advertising, a lot of social media, a lot of reputation management. And then we had built a software platform. You know, car dealerships, they kind of struggle with getting five-star reviews. And we figured that out after a few years. So we built a software to help automate that process for them. They were all real reviews, but it prompted a customer after they got their car serviced or bought a car to go write a review. And what do you think um, really made this, once you started coming here, what do you think made Cookville the good fit? Because now you've recruited all the family. <laughs> you're just, I mean, I feel like you're populating the, the town a little bit. Yeah, we had employees move out here and um, my family's moved out here. It's easy, we always say it's easy to live here. You know, in San Diego, we'd spend so much time in traffic, getting to the office and traffic all the time. It was, it's very expensive in California. And then here, it's like everything is so much easier. One of the things, so you mentioned that the um, previous company that you were working with was a tech company that you kind of developed some software. Um, you're you're kind of an engineering nerd that doesn't necessarily look or seem like it. You kind of <laughs> break the mold. Um, but so why entrepreneurship? From you have a degree in engineering, chemical engineering. Uh, no, civil. Civil engineering. I knew it was a C one. <laughs> um, so you have an engineering degree. What what made you think that entrepreneurship was the way to go? I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. My dad was one. Um, why he never got us into his insurance agency? He never worked. He made really <laughs> great money, and he was like, "You'll never show interest." I was like. I'm that doesn't mean anything. But anyway, um, I, I just really wanted to make my own schedule. And I just always saw myself wearing cute outfits and telling people what to do. And then I realized, wow, you get enough employees and they're telling you what, you know, yeah, telling yeah. you what they need and everything. But um, just I just really liked the idea of flexibility. And you see entrepreneurs you don't always know their whole story of like it took it takes years to get to the point where you're seeing them really successful but just kind of identified with the lifestyle of what you think of when you think of an entrepreneur well and and one of the things for me kind of and living in this entrepreneurial world with all pretty much everybody i come in contact with as an entrepreneur i think the 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 
you know, making it is being able to sell a company. Yes. And you have been able to do that. Yeah. And so, and at a fairly young age, you still, you don't have any gray in your hair. Maybe it's not. It's processed. <laughs> There's a lot of stress that uh, shows in my grays. But, but, you know, at a fairly young age, you were able to sell a company. Yep. It was three days before my um 35th birthday that we sold the company and, you know, thought I was going to, I did take some time off. I did a lot of walk-in with my son, a lot of, um, we went on a long, uh, month-long vacation, but then your, your brain doesn't just stop, yeah. you know? Yeah, when you're a doer, you're a doer. Yeah, and so, and that's why, too, why we just find it so important that we do enjoy life. That Those years, we spent 11 years building up our company before getting to the point of being able to sell and walk away. And it's so much stress. You don't understand how much stress you carry um, going through that. And you're, you do need a mental break to re recover yeah. from that. I've told the story before. I, I had interviewed you and Micah four or five years ago now. And I said, what keeps you going? And you're like, there's a choice. We, <laughs> we, and you just were the weight of the world was on you. Yeah. Because the other thing with that, I think that business, it wasn't a passion for you as much. It yeah. was just it was a, a business that you, you know, kind of came into. And yeah. did you really care that much about, you know, B both of us? Yeah, exactly. Both of us, we fell into that and just soared through getting these huge contracts with the large manufacturers. And we just did not have passion for it. And and we were also so naive, like you you look back and we've got so much experience now. We look back and just go, man, we were so stupid. We weren't trapped. Yeah. We were in the best case you could ever be in as a business. We're growing so quickly and we just kept seeing all the negatives of our yeah. business and not realizing, wow, we are really desirable. And we held on for much longer than we really needed to. We were waiting for offers to come at us. And it was until we had an offer come at us that we're like felt trapped. I'm like, we should have done this years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so so you started Burger Fit in what year was that? Um, that was in 2019, towards 20. the end of 2019. Okay, so not even that. I mean, it seems like there's been so much that has yeah. happened with that now. Um, and so tell us what Burger Fit is. So Burger Fit at its core is sneaking vegetables into meat burgers. So about 80% ground meat, 20% vegetables to help kids or significant others eat healthier. And you develop Burger Fit into a, kind of an overall brand. Mm -hmm. You've made a cookbook now. You had a TV show or a YouTube series that mm -hmm. you were doing where you were cooking cooking with my friends. Yeah. Um, and now you're, you're taking it to the next level. And so what are you doing now with it? Yeah. So what we found out with doing the cookbook and before COVID had hit, we were doing a lot of um, health and wellness shows, food shows, and everybody really loved the burgers. We'd go with all these samples to promote the cookbook. And everybody was like, I would love to buy these at the grocery store. I'm so busy. I'm a working mom. I just, and my kids are devouring them. Like, can I just buy them? That was such a hard process to go through. Then you add COVID on top of that with supply chain, um, yeah. you know, all, all the um, shortages and it made it even more difficult. But now we're at the point where, um, you know, everything, it really does happen for a reason. And not that it makes the process any easier, but, um, there's been some uh, initiatives that we've worked on that didn't work out, but had I not been going through those, I would have never met my meat processor that I'm working, I'm working with. And we've done te several test runs and most likely by the end of this year, you'll be able to buy them frozen in the grocery store. 
How different has it been to do a product business as opposed to a service business? And oh, food, like, I mean, you've had to learn a lot. Yes. Um, I'll tell you, I'll take software any day over food business. It's a lot, a lot easier for sure. There's so many regulations in the food business. And then you add meat on top of it with needed a USDA regulated facility um, makes it very complicated. Services are easy because you it, it's you and the Internet and you can sell services so quickly. So, you know, if you need to make fast money, services is the way to go for sure for but at the core of like, like we, we're really good at building processes. My other company that my husband and I own that is just growing so quickly right now, um, we put in workflows and systems for other businesses and I'm able to use all my knowledge and help in my team that way. And I, I learned not to be the hero, not having to control and micromanage anything. I just need to help them build the process and then they can execute all day and I don't have to be in there with them on every decision like they know their list. So that I've been able to bring in to Burger Fit is, is well, that. And that. Do you think that as a service industry, it was harder for you to you felt like you had to be the one to do it where in a product industry, maybe you can delegate a little bit easier does that somewhat yes um but you know we're finding with our consulting company we just have to have the it, just like any business you just need the right team members and you can transition from being you as the face of the services company to having this amazing team that is smarter than you yeah um doing things so you said that you um growing up you always kind of knew you wanted to be an entrepreneur do you think what what ten year old Elaine what what was she saying that she wanted to be? Because you did yeah. go into engineering, so you must have had kind of that math science components of things too. Yeah. Well, it, my parents are absolutely wonderful, and they always told me you can be whatever you want to be and whatever. But engineering wasn't really like something that we they really knew about. Not that they didn't know about, but it wasn't like, hey, you're really good in math and science. Like, why don't you be an engineer? Um, I wanted to be a, a lawyer. Um, and then later on, at a little past 10, probably getting into 13, 14, it was, I want to be a CEO. Yeah. Because they wear cute outfits <laughs> and they tell people what to do. And that was it. I didn't care what the business was as long as I'm there every day looking Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I've always said I used to be a high school teacher and I, I say I'd like to help people and I like to be bossy. And I'm like, and when I started at the Biz Foundry, I thought I'm not doing anything like that. And I'm like, no, I am helping people and I am bossy. So I get to, <laughs> you know, it's, it's what I want to do. And so, you know, I think you just find different career paths to kind of absolutely line up. Um, so what would you say? So you've been in, especially in a tech company, you were kind of in an industry that is not prevalent with females. What advice would you have for women out there who are in industries that aren't necessarily, and I would even imagine in the meat industry, that's not. Yeah, quite. I keep finding these industries that they're all men and yeah. I'm just maybe assuming that that's just every industry, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> except for maybe fashion. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not in that one. But I mean, you you really have to be strong and you just have to let go of obsessing over what is said to you because they're demeaning all the time and they don't it's not even that they mean it but they they've had it been in a culture for so long that never told them that was wrong and so if i snapped back 
or let it get to me all the time, then that distracts them from what I really can do. And so just, I just let it roll off. I might, you know, tell my husband later, like, another thing happened like this, but it doesn't stop me from being me and keep moving on. So, you know, when you're a woman in a male dominated industry, that's my advice is, you know, you can snap back, but they're not going to probably want to do business with you. It's just like trying to get in an argument on Facebook. All you're going to be doing is arguing and they're just going to lose respect for you. Um, so it, I just let it go. Well, how can you also, I think um, your, your personality is similar to mine of just, you're an outspoken woman. You're a little bit on the louder side, you know, um, Louder, I guess. Um, and but and so then you can be taken in the negative context that you're unapproachable, that you're intimidating. Um, how do you how do you deal with that? I, I don't necessarily feel like the the answer is to soften up. That seems like that's not necessarily the best way. But yeah, that's funny. I didn't realize I was intimidating or unapproachable until well into our software company. Yeah. And um, Micah, my husband, told me, yeah, like Diana thinks you're super unapproachable. And, and I'm like, me? Like, I see myself as this nerd math geek, yeah. like wants to do well in school. I'm, I'm actually kind of shy, um, but I've just forced myself to get out of my comfort zone a little bit more. Confidence really helps with that yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and so like when I started hearing that, I'm like, I, really me? Uh, but I, that's just, I just had to keep being me. Mm -hmm. You know, that might be the first, a first impression from somebody, but even if I am intimidating, I'm really uh, my friend Emily Newman, who's an entrepreneur. She's been on part. Yeah, head. she she describes me as an Eminem, like hard shell on the outside, yeah. but like melts in your mouth yeah. on the inside. Yeah. So um, I I just I'm try to help people and push through that. Like, yeah. You know, and so it's like, OK, see what's in here and, and just stick with me until you can get to that point. Yeah, I, I had to stop worrying about that because I stopped, I started losing myself and like trying to not whatever I'm right. putting out there. I read a quote the other day that said something like, um, my friend told me that I'm always intimidating. And then I thought, and I said to them, who um, maybe you're, you're they are intimidated. And it's not like we take ownership sometimes, like I'm intimidating, but no, it's the people around you that they are, you know, feeling the way they're feeling. We can't take ownership over other people's feelings. I read the same quote. I don't know where I said Maybe I should Yeah, maybe so, maybe so. But yeah, I really liked that, that, that that's the projection that they're putting out there that's not necessarily you. Yeah. So um, I know, you know, we kind of talked about during um, the GoFanBase days and Chief Ingredient, which was the first company, um, of just feeling exhausted and feeling like you wanted to give up. Have you had that in the the brand that you're building with BurgerFit? Have you had days where you're like, I'm not, I'm not sure that this is going to make it? Oh, God. Yeah, every day. Um, <laughs> no, but I have learned to slow down. It's I I am like so many other people out there. I want to run a sprint every day. And the stress was literally killing me. I mean, my fa you've seen it. my face explode. From, and that's just all from stress. My yeah. face explodes. Um, it's so painful. I can't breathe. Um, and then my skin just peels like a molting. Mm. And once I realized it was from chronic stress, then I was like, I'm doing this to myself. I can slow down. Nobody is saying you have to do this in X amount of time. 
Um, I meditate a lot every single day now. And it's helped me just to realize like we only have one life. Mm -hmm. If if I'm going to go through these next 10 years again, building my two companies, all I'm doing is neglecting my son through that and adding additional pain to myself. Who cares if it takes longer? Are we enjoying the experience more? And that's really what I learned through all the pain and suffering of the the other business. And on on that too, I'm not I don't obsess over doing everything myself anymore. I'm much better at delegating using other people's skills and that has helped tremendously. One thing that I've I've kind of po- tried to point out to people is that when you put you hire somebody on the team, you have to trust yourself that you've hired the right person and put the trust in them that okay, they're going to do the things that I'm going to train them to do it the way I want to do it and and you know, no, but that's a lot to say I I, I trust that I hired the right person. Yeah. So that can be difficult. It can be. I've, I've, I've been able to let go of that a lot more um, lately. A little harder with BGBO when they're client facing because you want to have that the right fit because they're talking to your clients, they're meeting with your clients. Uh, Burger Fit with so much of our stuff is on the inside. You know, I can improve things if I need to. So every business, you have a different comfort level with yeah. how you're delegating things. Um, but yeah, I cope a lot better. So you have two businesses that you're running. You are homeschooling your child yes and your husband has it does some consulting as well and you run kind of the whole family calendar yeah how do you do it all oh my gosh um i use uh, we use asana for personally and we use asana and click up for business and if i didn't put everything in there with like I break down the process. Like, what, this is our goal. Subtask with everything yeah. else. I have templates for things. Do you have, things. like, doing laundry in your asana? No, but I've been thinking about, like, <laughs> a calendar-ish for that for chores. Um, because it does get really hard when we're... I mean, like, this weekend, I have a photo shoot on Sunday. That's going to be several hours long for Burger Fit. Um, Saturday, we are getting one of our rental properties ready for the new tenants. So it's like our weekends are not like most weekends where you can relax and catch up on things. It's like, okay, this week happened. And now the weekend is yeah. everything else that we have we, to we do. Neglected. Yeah. yeah. So what do you see kind of the next five to 10 years just for you personally? Do you think you just want to see BurgerFit and BOG? BGBO um, <laughs> go off or do you think that you have the passion to start something else? Oh, absolutely. I, we have so many ideas and, you know, I, I love homeschool and Fletcher and I would like to help people. He's running his own business now. That is great. And how old is he? he? He just turned six last week. Six and he's selling dog treats. Yes. He's setting up a Dogapalooza uh, next weekend and he is so excited about it. I mean, he was working on his booth yesterday and so you know how do I help other parents that want to do that with their kids like so many parents are like man I would love to do that so you know I think that could be something in the future is like how do you cultivate that type of um, learning or fun for kids kids love making their own money I mean that's the biggest motivator I've ever seen and I don't believe in allowance for things that you have to do you have to clean your room yeah. You don't get allowance for that. Like as a grown up, I'm not getting paid to clean my room. Yeah. So, you know, thinking outside of the box. So, you know, that might be something there. There's always an exit strategy with our businesses, you know, where I don't want to hold on to anything forever. My goal is to sell again. Yeah. Um, 
we're building for BGBO. That's the one that my husband and I run together. And he m mostly focuses on it with the consulting side, but we're building a software platform again. Yeah. You know, we, we know what works when we can find what the niche is, you know, where yeah. is there a need? So we're working on that and, you know, we'll see. We just started getting users on it last week. So it's really brand new. Yeah. So people can hopefully look for BurgerFit in the grocery stores by the end of the year. Hopefully so. Yeah, I'm going to do some test stores here um, and see how they do test out my packaging that we've designed. Um, I mean, I'm really excited about that. that's been the biggest thing that we've been working on for it's been close to a year and a half. And that started just because you were kind of doing it at home, right? You were just mm -hmm. thinking, I need to get my kids, my, my husband and my son to, to eat vegetables and I'll sneak them in here. And so it kind of started as a passion project. Do you think when you get to the point, if you can sell Burger, Burger Fit, that that would be a, a bit more emotional for you? Because that's just been such a, it's Maybe. a heart for you. Maybe. Things are funny like that because usually by the time you're you're ready to sell, yeah. you know, uh, I'm not going to say that's everybody. I mean, Atlassian plans to stay on till forever. Yeah. Um, but when you're ready, you're ready. Yeah. You know, you don't have that like sentimental value, I don't think, at least in my experience. So like right now, um, I, I'm not ready to let go because I'm not done building. But yeah. there's going to be a point where I'm going to be done and I'm looking forward to somebody else growing it. Yeah, that's Hopefully awesome. it's Heinz or Kraft or you know, <laughs> General Mills. Somebody big. Yeah. So um, how can people find more about BurgerFit, more about you personally, more about um, BGBO Co? Yeah, hey, you nailed it. Um, hey, I listen, I listen. Sometimes <laughs> I have to think about it. But. I know, it's hard. Um, so getburgerfit.com. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, all at getburgerfit. Uh, for BGBO, it's bgboco.com. Uh, we're really big on LinkedIn. Uh, Micah sends out a weekly newsletter with funny stories that we've of mistakes that we've made every Friday. So um, we team I like up. On it. I don't those. think I'm on that list yet. Oh, they're pretty funny because we've made. I mean, th that's the best part about being an entrepreneur and growing for so many years is like you've made a lot of mistakes yeah. after you know we're close to 15 years in business now so nothing nobody's doing anything perfect we're always yeah. learning well and i think that's so um it's so important for especially as women because we feel like we have to like look like we have it all together all the time and so i think it's good to kind of open up that vulnerability and say yeah, we make mistakes yeah man you know? my life and even if it feels like it's the <laughs> weight of the world it feels like the end of the world you can you know okay you just pick it up and go on yeah you just look for a new opportunity or how you can spin it around but it's it is what it is. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. I appreciate having you. Check out BurgerFit and BGBOCO and Elaine Boyd. Look her up on LinkedIn. And make sure you subscribe to Powered by Her. Check us out at poweredbyhercommunity.com.